<laughs> Welcome to uh, We Interrupt This Movie. I'm Steve. I'm Tage. And we're talking about The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, but this is our first Martin Scorsese movie. It's actually, I think I heard uh, a commentary track by him once, and he actually said Scorsese, like from the cat's mouth. So Scorsese. But Scorsese. everybody says Scorsese. Scorsese. But yeah. I'm almost positive that he pronounces it Scorsese. Maybe he's wrong. It could be. You never know. Martin Scorsese, 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 one of the greatest directors of all time, one of my favorite directors, and uh, what a crazy movie. <laughs> oh my God. Start, to, literally from the start to the end, it is just insanity the entire time. It's, it's, a, it's basically the most, what's the word, like gluttonous, uh, debauchery. It's Debauchery. I, I think at the time it had a record of having the most f words of all time. I think it's been surpassed since then. But at the what time, what would that have been? What do you mean? What well, surpassed it? Well, look it up. You're the research guy. <laughs> do the fucking research. <laughs> You're the fucking research guy. Um, but yeah, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in. Possibly one of his greatest roles. You think it is his greatest role, right? I think it's his best role. I, I love it. I think he, I mean, you can tell the acting, but it's also entertaining the entire, like he, he, he does it as really all. well. <laughs> the acting's perfect. I mean, you could always say Revenant or something, but. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, they're all good, but I think this is like his, you know, whatever writers use <laughs> to say it's their masterpiece. Magnum opus. This is his magnum opus. Okay. In my opinion. I uh, I would definitely put it up there. Undoubtedly. With what? Uh, as far as one of my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio performances. But there's so many great performances in this. We've also got, you know, Jonah Hill doing a, a character unlike any that he's done before <laughs> or probably done since. That was... With the whitest teeth that anyone could ever imagine. I wonder what they did to it. Like, do you think there were false teeth or they just colored the teeth that he has? Because there's no way that his teeth really look like that. No. I, 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 I'm not sure what they did, but they probably put like a... Like a cap on it or yeah, something? Yeah, I would say. Like maybe like a... Almost like dentures, but just to go over his teeth. Right. They movie, do that. Movie quality, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they look creepy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> he looks fucking He's, scary. <laughs> He looks like he looks like especially the, when he's saying, "Do some fucking crack with me, bro." Do some fucking crack with me, bro. <laughs> Do smoke some crack with me. <laughs> no, sit the fuck down. No one sees us. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Apparently, it is like it's third on the list with five hundred and sixty-nine f words. Oh, okay, but it, but at the time it was well, what surpassed it? What's number two and number? Well, apparently, one? there's a movie. There's a movie documentary called Fuck. Right, that's the one. That's the most, right? Uh, no, 
Oh, it's not. Apparently there is Swearnet the movie in 2014 has okay. 935 F words. So 2014 and when did fuck the documentary come out? 2005. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it was the sec. When did this one come out? 2013. Wolf Wall Street. It came yeah. out 2013. Yeah. Huh. So it was it number also, two then um, for a while until Uncut Gems is really close as well. Apparently. Yeah. 560 F words. You know, I've never seen that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wanting to, but right. just it goes on the list because it is a phenomenal movie. Yeah, I heard. I heard it's like one. So of it's, but somebody spoiled the ending for me, which we won't do here. But somebody spoiled the ending for me, so I was that like, sounds... I don't know if I need to watch it. Who now. spoiled the ending? I don't remember. I don't remember how it happened, but that somebody sucks. So you know, somebody told me the ending. You know, I know what happens at the end. Yes, that's that's really yeah. shitty. It's annoying. It's annoying. Now, of all the movies, that's a movie that's like <laughs> okay. Yeah, anyway, um, so... Yeah, this movie gets an A-plus for debauchery. Uh, yeah. Because it's, it's just the entire time, it's just a... It's nonstop. It's, 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 it's legitimately a, nonstop. It's almost, it's almost, uh, by the end of it, you literally feel dirty. It's you're exhausting. Like, you're like, oh my God, yes. fucking more drugs. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's just like, how many, how the fuck are these people alive? All right. I, I, I don't know. Do you think that's been exaggerated somewhat? Or do you I'm think assuming, they actually... I'm assuming you, to a degree it had to have been exaggerated. I mean... You can build They're fucking the doing cocaine, like comical Scarface sure. amounts of cocaine daily. But there are professional cocaine drug user, addicts I guess, that I are mean, able to do that on a daily basis and, and actually function or make it part of their daily activities. Is there something you'd like to disclose? No. <laughs> there are drug addicts. <laughs> I'm not going to name names or anything. No, no, no. But there are. I go to the bathroom. Eight there are times peop- an hour. There are people who are like professional fucking drug addicts that are able to do that kind of stuff and and hide well, it. He certainly had the money to do it. So yeah. He he basically, I guess in a sense, he also took care of his body so he could do drugs. It's mm. <laughs> pretty much said throughout the whole movie. Man, let me right. just go ahead and get out of the way too. Uh, Margot Robbie is. Mm. You said it. Let's you said say it, it first. Let's say it first. She's a fucking great actress. Yeah, she's, she's a phenomenal actress. So which, good. I, which is kind of sad because this is her first, I'd say, major role where she really kind of broke out onto the scene. Right. Which is sad that most of the time you do have to do it by being naked. Which I don't know. I don't know if that. I mean, it helps I mean, that it, she it was. Helps. It, it helps that it was a Scorsese movie. Yeah. You know, with Leonardo it's a big DiCaprio. Role, but I feel like she was underpaid too. From, Probably some of the research I was able to do on the movie. It seems like she was like not. one of the least paid because she was in only in a couple things before. This. I'll bet she's not now. No, there's no, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. Um, but she is, she's uh, a phenomenal actress. She's amazing. And, and her accent is great. You know? Yeah. She, especially for being Australian. That's, yep. she perfected like the Brooklyn accent. Right. Not super Must easy. It's taken do. a long time to kind of get down. Rocky. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Rocky. Fuck Bad off. Bad dog. Bad dog. Rocky. Fuck <laughs> off. Well, the movie is largely based on uh, Jordan Belfort's memoirs, who the lead character of Jordan Belfort is played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, real guy. A, yeah, real guy. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street depicts an unlikely rise and dramatic fall of a Long Island-born stockbroker. The film, which divided critics and audiences, was a financial success and re- received five Academy Award nominations, including nods for film Scorsese and led Leonardo DiCaprio. And it goes into some facts. But uh, the basis is he's basically a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Drug addict, sex addict, every kind of addict you can be. And he, and he did some time, right? Wall Street. He did do some prison time? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I think he was. Uh, it says here he was sentenced to two twenty-two months term. Twenty-two month terms in prison. Huh. Yeah, in two thousand four. So less than four years. Yeah, especially for what he did too. Crazy. Oh yeah, he said he was serving nine months stint for selling drug paraphernalia. That's what? he's a severe drug addict. Well, yeah, I mean yeah, that I mean, much is clear. Yeah, which uh, well, it's the first time I ever heard of Ludes too. Was this oh movie? really? Yeah, I'd heard of him. I've never. Well, you're ancient compared to me. Oh, nice. I was in high school when this came out. You were like a full-grown adult. Yeah, through you had 2013. Children. That's the year that my youngest son was born. So I would be 34. Yeah, I was 34. Yeah, I would be a junior in high school. Yeah. Actually, I would appreciate Margot Robbie. <laughs> Over creepy appreciate. So uh, let's just kind of go through the movie a bit at a time, and we'll see if there's any particular scenes we want to talk about. So it basically, it starts right in the thick of it, as you know, a lot of movies do. They, they start you right in the middle and say, look at my life, and then they backtrack, and you do the flashback of how I got where I'm at. So the very mm-hmm. first scene of, a movie, of the movie is Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's basically sucking cocaine out of a prostitute's ass. The first scene is him driving Ferrari, first of all. No, it it's not. not the movie. That's the very first the scene. The movie does not open with him sucking Yes, cocaine. it does. No, it does not. Well, it should. <laughs> it does not. Are you sure? No, it's him fucking driving. He's like, it's like him talking. Like, Yeah, hey, I remember that. I thought that was after. No, it's dur- It's in that scene sequence, but it doesn't. the movie does not open. It's not presented with It's him. basically the first it scene. It is. But it also shows like the car and the house and stuff, and <laughs> it shows like all all the stuff. It doesn't just like show him blowing cocaine into a hooker's butt. Is he blowing it or sucking it? it looks he's, like he's, he's sucking it out. It in, he's blowing it in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. You want to get hung up on this part? I do. <laughs> um, he's blowing cocaine into her anus. And what does that do exactly? I'm assuming I've never it done melts. that. I'm assuming it melts and then and, goes directly into the, the system. That's a weird way. Well, to people take put it. alcohol directly. I mean, because it goes directly to the liver, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you want it to get in your bloodstream as quickly as possible. Which but I think through I, the anus, it's very quick. Is it? I can't. I mean, that doesn't filter itself through the liver. It seems like he's. There's a part where he's sucking it back up, but maybe that's just whatever's left in the straw. Well, I think he's sucking more cocaine to put back in her butthole. Oh, he's got it. He's got like a pile of it on her ass, right? And he's, he's got. Like, it's in his hand. It's somewhere. In the, I mean, feel like, again. I don't think Scorsese was like. I need everyone <laughs> to understand where the cocaine is coming from. Oh yeah, dude. He's a perfectionist. I guarantee okay, you, he knew well, exactly where that cocaine was coming from. <laughs> where Shit, is he was that probably fucking doing it. Was, <laughs> all right, all right, Leo. Look, I'll show you. I'll show. Did, I'll show did, you how it's done. I did this last night. Okay, right. you're gonna want to put that straw deep. I'm deep in that ass. <laughs> I'm you're gonna Marty Scorsese and nobody fucks with me. <laughs> <laughs> I've done eight lewds this morning. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, no, it opens up the. the so it's a montage. It's yeah, a montage, yeah. and and it kind of shows you. Look, I'm. Yeah, I, just, I thought it was funny that it opened up and that, like honestly, there's that, an ass. That's my him. memory of it because that's the thing that stands out. I remember him driving the car, but I don't remember that I being know, the very the first thing shot thing, of the, the movie. The thing that stands out to me is him going, "Yeah, that's my wife. So put your dick back in your pants." That's later, though. That's after the, uh, right? No. Why oh is this God. scene so prevalent in because your fucking mind? it's cocaine in someone's ass, and it really stuck out for me. I just, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing. That's... So it's a montage. 
okay. it's a montage that starts the uh, the uh, the movie. Kind of, you know, look at my wonderful life, and then it flashes back to how he got there, and he goes back to when he was a a lowly, like right out of college, right, newly married. Yeah, I think what's well, a, I think it's right out of college, or definitely newly married, but. Said he's 22, so I'm assuming out of college. Right. And then he, you know, goes to Manhattan, goes right. to Wall Street, gets an interview at a big firm, which was... Oh, I don't remember the name. But it's the one that uh, McConaughey works at. Well, yeah. It's, it's and it's 1986 or 87. What, what was the... What was it? Black Monday? What do they call it? Yeah, I think it's Black, yeah, Black and Monday. What, what, uh, what was Black Monday? Uh, in late 1985 and early 1986, the United States economy shifted from a rapid recovery from the early 1980s recession to a slower expansion resulting in a brief soft landing period as the economy slowed and inflation dropped. On the morning of Wednesday, October 14, 1987, the United States Committee uh, on Ways and Means introduced a tax bill that would reduce the tax benefits associated with financing mergers and leveraged buyouts. Also, unexpectedly high trade deficit figures announced the United States Department of Commerce on October 14 had a negative impact on the value of the U.S. dollar Wow. While pushing interest rates upward and stock prices downward. As the day continued, the DGIA dropped 95.46 points to 2,412. Hmm. And it fell another 56 points. The next day, down from over 12%. On Friday, October 16th, the DGIA fell 108 points. The drop on the 14th was the earliest significant decline among all countries that would later be affected by Black Monday. Wow. So that's what he comes into. That's like, what, like week two after um, he starts? I think it, it makes actually, it seem like it's I the think next it was a couple day. months. Okay. But it makes it seem it, like it was really quick. Yeah, because it, it probably takes a decent amount of time to get your broker's license. Sure. So he, he ends up getting completely fucked over by this whole thing. Yeah. And ends up uh, without a job. Until, you know, he's like, nobody's hiring for stockbrokers. And his wife's like, what about this place? They're hiring. And uh, he goes and checks it out. And they're selling penny stocks, right? Mm -hmm. To, like, just regular people. And uh, he's like, well, I'm not going to make any money in this. And they say, what is it? Like 50% commission? Is it 50%? Yes. So the the standard blue, they call them blue chips, blue chip stocks. That's like your Google, your Disney. That'd be like all your high-end stocks. Those are about 1% of, you know, what you actually would pay into it. That's what the broker gets his commission. Mm -hmm. But the penny stocks are 50%, which is astronomical. So so if someone puts in $1,000, you get 500 commission. Right. And so he gets like, he gets somebody to put in, to get in, put in four, $4,000. So he gets, and two, he gets grand. two grand. He's like, just like that, I made two grand. <laughs> and uh, the guy that's, uh, that he's talking to at uh, the place when he first walks in is Spike Jones, little cameo, believe uncredited, who's a, a great director uh, in mm-hmm. his own right. He made the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix and Amy Adams that we should really watch one of these days. Creepy movie. Oh, it's so good, though. It's so good. It's very unsettling. It's one of my favorite. And Scarlett Johansson playing the mm-hmm. voice of the operating system. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. It's okay. so good, though. It's so... Oh, I love that movie. Anyway, so we'll have to do that one. But yeah, Spike Jones. I, I loved seeing him just in that oh, little part. There's plenty of... Little parts. There's, oh, my God. There's so many so Yeah, many we'll parts talk about them as they come up. But uh, So he does that, and uh, he, gets, uh, he gets a job there. 
before you know it, he's selling more stocks than anybody. And then his wife basically says, listen, why are you selling all these stocks, crappy stocks that you know are not going to make these guys any money to just average people? Don't you want to sell the rich people? You know, why, why sell a, a small amount to poor people when you can, or regular people, when you can sell a bunch of this stuff to rich people? So that's what he starts doing, right? And then along the way, at some point there, he, he starts making a lot of really good money, and that's when he meets Jonah Hill. Well, I think along the way, too, he was also, um, he was also kind of building guys he was going to use already. He, he, he meets Jonah Hill outside of... Right. Outside of the firm he's working at, and then you know some of the guys that are there, he recruits some of his friends at the same time. Basically, he he earns enough money to break off from this original broker that he was at, and then start his own inside of a mechanic shop, which is also funny where where he starts off. Yeah, gives it this gives it this really like fancy sounding name. What is it? Stratton Oakmont. Stratton Oakmont. Yeah. So it's and it's that's a what lot. the movie opens up with. By the way, it opens up with a commercial that's right, you're from right. Stratton Oakmont. Yep, you're right. Not with a fucking Leonardo DiCaprio blowing cocaine okay. in a hooker's ass. It sh- it. God, I just. What if that was the commercial for Stratton? Was <laughs> <laughs> him blowing the cocaine? Stratton Oakmont, you too can get cocaine. Do it. <laughs> Stratton Oakmont, just do it. Um. So he's 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 working. Uh, he's he's opened his own, his own place, and they just it, and it goes really quickly. Like you see how quickly it it's a it's a it's a really quick montage of like hey the they got a lot bigger. They mm-hmm. move into a proper office space, and uh, before you know it, they're all making a ton of money. And then it jumps pretty much right into all the the debauchery, like the mm-hmm. very first, like, Hey, you have a good week and here come the strippers and here come the hookers. Yeah, it doesn't, and, it doesn't fuck around. It, it really does like, all right, Hey, here's how we formed it. But guess what? This is what you want to see. Anyway. So, uh, you want to take over for a little bit here about what is going on. So they've started to build up. Uh, well, I think a couple interesting facts, uh, apparently Brad Pitt and Mark Wahlberg were also eyeing the, uh, part of Jordan Belfort. So were they people that Scorsese wanted or that they were interested in the role? Uh, following the uh, book by Jordan Belfort's release, uh, receiving advance from a random house uh, for more than $1 million for his manuscript, Hollywood came calling quickly with stars like Brad Pitt and Mark Wahlberg eyeing the part for Jordan Belfort originally. Among those most interested was DiCaprio, who brought director Scorsese on board okay. for what would be their fifth collaboration. But after the deal with Warner Brothers fell through, the film was in limbo, and then director Ridley Scott was briefly attached to the film. Mm. That would have been a completely different movie. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have. Uh, would have probably it, it probably still would have been good, but not as good as Scorsese yeah. getting his hands on it. Um, in 2010, an independent production company, Red Granite Pictures, which is, I mean, that's what it opened with, and it's kind of uncommon, I think, as far as production companies go. Bought the film rights, and casting got underway for the role of Donnie uh, Belfort's co-founder. A number of actors were considered before Jonah Hill convinced DiCaprio and Scorsese that he should audition for the role. The first time he had to audition in years, actresses Blake Lively, Amber Heard, and others were reportedly considered for the role of Belfort's second wife uh, before Australian newcomer Margot Robbie was cast. Mm. Alan Arkin reportedly based the role of (laughs) Max Belfort, Jordan's father, which went to Rob Reiner. Yep. Yep. Rob Reiner. uh, And the role of uh, Robbie's on-screen aunt, especially 
played for by Bond girl and absolute fabulous actress uh, Joanna Lumley. Yep. Was originally offered to Julie, Julie Andrews, Andrews, who turned it down due to alter effects of ankle surgery. Oh, okay. So, but so not would, not because of content. That's what's funny. Like she would have done it if she hadn't. That would have been fucking hilarious. It would have been Julie awesome. Andrews would have been like, hello. Was she? I mean, first of all, Julie Andrews is a fucking awesome actress. But fantastic. Yeah. Secondly, like I think that it would have added that little bit of like because it's like Mary Poppins, you know. Like mm-hmm. it would have been crazy to see that her in that role in that movie. Is he um, going to try to fucking... Is he fucking hitting on me? Right. Right. So the scene where he, he meets uh, his second wife mm. um, is so... It's Sorry, so but, funny. Mm. Well, but this just... Um, Jonah Hill's... <laughs> She's perfect. She's perfect. And uh, Donnie, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> He's fucking jerking his dick off to her. <laughs> so Mind you that he is also on lewds, and that's why right. he's fucking incredibly high, and he sees her, right. and she is dropped at gorgeous, but right. he's just jerking off in a, a full party surrounded by mm-hmm. people. He's just jerking off saying she's perfect, <laughs> and then his wife freaks out, who's also his cousin. Right, yeah, <laughs> she's my cousin or whatever, but... Uh, you I know. mean, yeah, her... Her her her, her dad, dad is my is mom's my mom's brother. <laughs> so it's your uncle. Yeah. No, I mean so you know, when we were growing up and she grew up hot. So <laughs> I'm not gonna you let know, some all, guy all my friends, you know, they were trying to fuck her. And I'm not gonna let my friends, you know, fuck her. If anyone's gonna fuck her, it's gonna be me, you know, out of respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's God, great. Dude, it's so good. Um uh, and speaking of Donnie's character. Yeah. Um, another side character, uh, which is Matthew McConaughey's character. Early Reef. on in the film, DiCaprio has lunch with a successful stockbroker named Mark Hanna. While Hanna was a real figure, his unusual behavior during the meeting didn't happen. Oh. Matthew McConaughey's rhythmic beating of his chest and humming was actually an acting technique he used before filming to get himself ready for a scene. Hmm. As he told Graham Norton, that's something I'll do to relax myself, to get my voice to drop. I've been doing it for a while. You got to do the But voice. it's just something I that's do. That's just something I do. That's get just myself, something, that's just something I do to relax myself, to get the voice to drop. I've been doing it for just look at such a long you, time now. It's you say, all right, all right, all right. It's just something I do. Green, green light. DiCaprio noticed it during rehearsals and suggested to Scorsese that they film it, later saying it helped them set the tone for the movie. Which I find pretty crazy because that's one of the most iconic scenes in the entire movie. Everyone knows that beating on the chest, right. you know, and that's Matthew McConaughey's. He he's uh, man, Matthew McConaughey. We should really talk about him for a little bit because he his his short stint right, in this movie almost steals the movie. Well, that and well, it's DiCaprio, a long movie. Well, DiCaprio literally says it sets the tone, so he right. was aware that his role was going to be that impactful mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, and plus, you know, right off the bat, when you've got Matthew McConaughey. In a small part like that, it's not going to be something where you're like, you forget that he's in it. You're like, oh, yeah, I forgot that he was in this. It's going to be something where, it, you know, you're like, oh, man, that's, I can't wait to see Matthew McConaughey's part. He's so fucking great. He's a great actor. <clears throat> he's great. He I doesn't mean, get the credit he needs. Because, I mean, yeah, I think he does now. He, he didn't before for a he long was like, time. I'm the pretty boy. Hey, look, how to lose a guy in 10 days, that kind well, of shit. Well, yeah, he went through a rom com stage. But I think that he. He he pulled himself out of it, and I mean he did, he did. Um, Interstellar was before. No, that was, that was after. after. Was that after? Yeah, the, the Oscar. That was after the Oscar. But he, I mean, obviously he Dallas won. Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, he won Dallas an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club, and then in the same year he also had True Detective. 
So those two things were like, people were like, what the hell? Where did, you know, how did he come back like this? Like, no, so that was strong. the same year. That's what I just said. No, that was the same year as, the, these were all in the same year. True Detective, Dallas Buyers Club, and... Wolf Wall Street. Yeah. Right. And that was the thing. Like, when he won his Oscar, he, you know, Leo was, was nominated for this. And when he won his Oscar, they had him sitting next to each other. And the first thing he did is go over and give Leo a hug. You know, because obviously they were both in this movie. And, and he said, all right, all right. <laughs> he, all right. D- he did say that on you, stage, man. You fucking, I got you, you motherfucker. You no, let me he, in that movie, I fucking stole it away. He said that on stage. It was a great speech. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great little role for him. But there's so many little ones. Like you briefly mentioned Rob Reiner playing, you know, uh, Jordan Belford's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so great. He's so great in it. And it's a, it's a small one. $430,000 in one month, Jordy. $430 fucking thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah. I love it where he's ans- He's like sitting watching the show or whatever, and he's like, God damn it, someone's wrong the phone. And he turns into an English. Yeah, he's like, it'd be so Hello. bizarre. And what he's explaining is apparently this is uh, Leonardo's car- character explaining that. When his dad would get a call randomly, his dad would fly off the handle, be so pissed, you know, fucking going over the phone. And then as soon as he picks up the phone, he turns into a, a British accent. Mm-hmm. Hello there, Tom. Yes. right oh then. <laughs> fucking eight o'clock at night, you call me, you cocksucker. <laughs> you <Yes>. missed it. <laughs> missed I know I missed it. <laughs> oh, fuck. What happened? Him, the, the intruder guy. Yeah, he's, he's really, he's really great in it. And, um. Oh, and then also, and she, a small part for her too, but uh, the one that plays his first wife. Uh, Christine uh, Mialotti. Yeah, she's she's really good. She's It's not a really lo- big role. No, but role, it's a necessary role. It's a good show. Sure. She's the one that gives him, finds the ad for him, you know, and it gives him the idea, you know, the ad to... Basically to, to keep stopper, you know, keep right. him going. But she basically continued the beast because he was, he was going to become that eventually anyway. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's hardly any role you can leave out in this whole movie. Yeah. Everyone is on... I mean, you can't really trim the fat. And it's a three-hour movie, which is impressive. Yeah. That's why I was thinking, you know, we're trying to get through every little beat, but it, it might be impossible to do because there's so many... There's so so much stuff that they do. Can you get us on back on track with that whole thing? Where we're about to worry. Like, they're, they're growing well, the business and while, things While are Hannah's real name is not made up to the film, others... Uh, others didn't. Belfort's first wife was named Denise, not Teresa. Oh, okay. His second wife's name was Nadine, not Naomi. Although Belfort did nickname her Duchess after his yacht. Uh, Special Agent uh, Gregory Coleman, who spent more than half a decade investigating Belfort, became Patrick Denham in the film. And the real name of Belfort's friend, Stratton Oakmont co-founder, was Danny Porouche. Huh. Belfort na- used his name of his book, but not after Peru threatened to sue sue the film's producers, they changed it to, Don, to Donnie Azoff. <laughs> so I guess they were going to use it, but so the FBI agent is paid, played by Kyle Chandler, great who's, actor, who's yeah. awesome. Yep, he's in a bunch of stuff. I guess Friday Night Lights was his big was like his starting starter, the thing that he got known for. Um, but he's also been in a bunch of stuff. He was in King Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. was in Super Eight. Yep. That's J.J. Uh, Abrams directed that one. I thought that was done by Quentin Tarantino. No, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he played the Jackson dad in that. The that was uh, a early role for uh, 
Uh, Elle Fanning, too. She Elle was in Fanning. That. Yeah, Elle Fanning. You, know, you ever seen, like, Dakota Fanning's sister? Oh, okay. I got you. She's in that show, The Great, on Hulu. You yeah, ever watch that? About yeah. Catherine the Great? It's a really, really good show. It's funny. Um, some real-life things that Donnie does, apparently. Uh, Perouche, also known as Donnie. So he's actually Danny. It was his real name, didn't yeah, you say? Uh, Danny. Yeah, yeah, so Donnie. So Don, so yeah, Danny Perouche is actually, well, Donnie Azoff is Danny Perouche. Perouche admitted that many of the film's most outlandish events actually occurred, including Belfort sinking his yacht in Italy and nearly crashing his helicopter on his lawn. It's also true that Perouche ate the goldfish of a broker with uh, disappointing results and that the company paid his secretary $10,000 to shave her head. And Perouche actually was friends with shoe designer Steve Madden, who, along with Belfort and Perouche, wound up going to jail for his role in the securities fraud surrounding the stock offering of his uh, eponymous company. Crazy. So a lot of that shit actually did happen in the movie. It's not exaggerated. I can't believe they actually shaved that actress's head yeah, that, in the movie. For, that, there was no, that was not CGI. Well, that they couldn't. Not, yeah, it was pretty obviously real. Yeah, but I mean... That, well, uh, still, that's someone that would be willing to do that for a movie role. I guess, you know, you're, you're being paid and it's going to grow back, but still. Yeah, it's hair. Yeah, I wouldn't know about that, would I, Tage? Uh, but he... I know what you were trying to do there. But he took like, issue with some of the other moments depicted in both Belfort's memoir and the film. According to Perouche, nobody ever referred to Belfort as the Wolf of Wall Street. Belfort instead gave himself a nickname of for the book. And Perouche denies the employees abused the little people... In the company hired by throwing them as shown in the film. He, he denies that that happened. Who denies that? Jordan Belford? No, uh, Donnie. Oh, Danny. Yeah, Danny Donnie. Danny. And obviously whenever he meets his new wife, uh, the Duchess, which is Margot Robbie, he uh, gets a divorce from his current spouse, Teresa, and you know that whole kind of begins his downfall, I guess you could say. Starts making more money. Stratford Oakmont gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, they're getting fucked up continuously throughout the whole movie, doing drugs in the office. They're making money hand over fist. They're fucking variety of hookers, apparently. Blue chips, middle. You're right. <laughs> middle they, chips. They describe the different three different uh, types well, of hookers. There's blue chip hooker, and then I don't like, remember. Well, the pink chips were the fucking. He said the whores. <laughs> he said if you didn't wear if you didn't wear a condom. You need a penicillin shot after. I hope you don't get uh, the clap. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty crazy that some of the shit like it, it is it really is exhausting. By the end of it, you're just like, oh my god, I can't take anymore. Just go to fucking jail, please go to jail. I actually rewatched it um, in the morning time, like, mm. or I watched it in the morning time. I'd seen it obviously before, but the, for this for this rewatch, it was like. I want to say six o'clock in the morning that I started. <laughs> and it's really not the kind of movie you want to watch at six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning. No, that's it's not a like, movie to start your day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, but it's, it's great. I think, I do think it is a little bit long. Like I think uh, Marty, old Marty could have uh, cut a few minutes out here and there. But then again, what do it's I It's probably because you've seen it the, already. But I say that for the first watch, the, I, I, you're honestly like, what sure. the fuck just happened? Yeah. But I mean, you take a movie like Goodfellas. Goodfellas is, what, only slightly over two hours long? And it feels like so much longer. Or, it doesn't feel long. I mean, it feels... 
it doesn't feel stretched. It doesn't feel like there's a wasted moment in it. Or I don't a feel part. like that with Wolf. Wall I guess Street, I don't so. either. I don't know what the fuck because I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm just it, trying well, to say that. It's just because that it's a long movie. That's it's why. a three and a half hour movie. But the whole movie three is and like, half, imagine three, how much three, film. Three, three, three. It's three, three hours, exactly. It's exactly three it's hours exactly long? exactly three hours. Which is long. It's, it's a long time but to commit to watching something. But think of how much he did edit out. Think much how much film they did edit. It probably was like an eight-hour movie that they cut down. Well, I don't. I doubt it. it, it Eight but, hours. No, Jesus. <laughs> we have got to cut this down, Marty. Oh, you fucking <laughs> We're not touching. You're not touching a fucking centimeter of my film. <laughs> We're releasing it in a three-part series. Well, hey, man. Some people. Some people do that, man. You never know. Uh, during the long, uh, the years-long delay in production of the movie, Belfort acted as an advisor for DiCaprio. Oh, he, ima- he estimated that he spent hundreds of hours with the actor walking him through both the details of his financial schemes and how to portray the physical and mental effects of the drugs Belfort consumed on a regular basis. As DiCaprio told Wall Street Journal, Belfort was incredibly open <laughs> about his life, especially the most embarrassing parts. I interviewed him incessantly and tried to pull out every detail I possibly could. We, we incorporated a lot of our stories that weren't even in the book in the movie. Jeez. So, I mean, it makes sense why Leo has such a good idea, like, how to react in certain situations, because I guess they've spent hours and hours and hours talking about it. It really must have taken it out of him, though, to, to have to be on like that, you know, as far as I'm sure performing. it's exhausting. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it's exhausting. Just Especially so- Scorsese. He expects all his actors to stay in character. Especially the horror, so he can fuck them on set. <laughs> Uh, Leo, uh, at this part, uh, I, just, I want you to I want you to really fuck him. Well, uh, you you mean you want to make it look real? No, no, no. I, I want you to actually put your penis Get inside your of a hard dick <laughs> in that subacute. What? <laughs> Is it your nickname for pussy? Pussy. <laughs> Um, anyway, 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 uh, yeah, it, it is, it, it can be exhausting by the end of it for sure. I think, uh, what we should talk about now is just like the pivotal kind of moments, the things that stood out or stand okay, out. Let's in start it. with this one for the infamous Quaalude scene <laughs> where an impaired DiCaprio drives. So for the setup for this scene, they've the Donnie, Danny, Donnie, Donnie, uh, has found, has got a connection uh, for the, this like this mythical strain or or batch of yeah, quaaludes, the right? Lemons, the lemons that no that they're like rumored to not really even exist, but he's found them. Um, but they're really really old. They're like fifteen years old. Yeah, right? and apparently with age they. I guess increase in strength, uh, potency, but also time release as far as uh, the yep. effects. Uh, it says the character's rampant drug use is a key part of the film, but showing that descent came at a cost. For the infamous Quaalude scene where the impaired DiCaprio tries to drive his car, it was the actor who <laughs> came up with the idea to open the car doors with his feet. After several attempts at getting the tricky physical shot, Caprio injured his neck and had to wear a brace for several days. And all that cocaine? <laughs> it was crushed vitamin B. The cast snorted so much of it <laughs> during the production that Hill developed bronchitis. I heard about that, yeah. And wound up being briefly hospitalized. Scorsese and DiCaprio uh, received criticism for the film's portrayal. 
Critics and audiences were divided in their reactions to the film, some including law enforcement officials who had worked on Belfort's case and those who had been victims of his fraud were angered by what they considered to be the film's glorification of both Belfort's debauched life and the crimes that funded it, especially since the film opened just a few years after the 2007-2008 financial crisis, caused in large part by unscrupulous Wall Street actions. Others defended the film, saying it played like a mortality tale with Belfort uh, getting a morality his... morality tale? Yeah. Okay. What did I say? You said mortality. The mortality tale. <laughs> uh, like a mortality tale, the Belfort getting his just desserts and going to jail. DiCaprio defended the film, noting, I wanted to make an unapologetic film on the subject's matter that didn't give any false sense of empathy for the character, but that instead was an analysis of a man gone awry, quote, Leonardo DiCaprio. Nice. Which I do think kind of does some, I mean, you can definitely yeah. feel the beginning where they're kind of saying, look how fucking great this guy's mm-hmm. life is. But I mean, honestly, they but kind it of, all falls apart. Well, they kill that pretty quick. With, most people are going to see the drugs and be like, holy fuck, I, this guy's an Oh, yeah. By the end of it, I was like, I wouldn't want that fucking life. There's no way I'd I'd, I'd Um, have survived it. Then again, you could argue, you'd say, well, no, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. Mm, Maybe. I I would do insider trading, but then I'd keep keep the trophy trophy wife. I'd do less drugs. Yeah, I guess. I wouldn't hide cocaine in the couch. I wouldn't fucking hit my wife and fucking sucker punch her. I didn't like like that at all. I don't think they glorify it. I think they make his life seem pretty fucking terrible. Yeah, I I mean, to an extent, it's glorified because it's on screen. Anytime you're looking on screen and you're seeing, you know... It's always glorified in the beginning too. It's always like, yeah, right. he has money, he has drugs, right. every, he has fun. He's got at work, everything he, fucks he wants. Hookers, like, but he definitely doesn't end. I mean, if you look at where he is, where he is at the end. Well, even now he's still fucking doing great. I mean, well, he's got all the fucking royalties coming in from the book and from the movie now. Well, I mean, uh, the film has been ensnared in a number of legal cases. Before filming even began, the Department of Justice sought an injunction against Belfort's publisher and DiCaprio's production company. Jeez. So I guess it's DiCaprio's production company that actually... Yeah, I'm pretty huh. sure he produced it. Yeah, he's uh, the one that bought company, the rights, right? Uh, only relenting when Belfort agreed to pay 50% of his earnings as part of the deal to pay $100 million in restitution to his victims. In 2018, Jesus. federal prosecutors accused Belfort of reneging on his restitution deal, claiming he still owed more than $90 million. Despite pocketing millions as a motivational speaker, thanks to the film's success. I mean, so the guy's still a fucking walking shitbag. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Red for- Granite, the film's producers, were implicated in a scheme that saw billions siphoned from Malaysian Development Fund, including the money used to finance the film. Producer uh, Raziz Azai was indicted, and the case led to the downfall of the government of his stepfather, Malaysia's prime minister, in 2020. Belfort filed a lawsuit that accused Red Granite of fraud. Jesus. Alleging that he'd been unaware of the illegal source of the film's funding and asking to be released of his contract with the company, which still owns the rife to both Wolf of Wall Street and Belfort's second book. He's got a second book? What else I, is there I mean, to tell? I, I guess, but hold on. yeah, what else is there to fucking tell? Maybe maybe made shit up, honestly. But I yeah, mean, holy I, fuck, this this movie is tied up. Right. It's it's definitely a lot to take in. I mean, and it sounds like even Behind the scenes, it was a lot to take in. It's not a movie that you can like. I can like watch over and over again. Like the second time, like the first time I watched it, I was like, "That was fucking awesome." I don't know if I'd want to watch it again for a while because you need a break after that fucking movie, man. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. 
Um, it's great. It's got great parts. It's funny, um, but it's also heartbreaking and tragic and fucking heavy. Like it's just heavy and and mm-hmm. unrelenting. So, yeah, I, I can see. I can see that. I can see that it would be marred in controversy given the subject matter, given that it's a true story, and given the fact that it, 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 he's not a sympathetic character at all. He's he's a horrible human being. No, he's a he's a very bad person. So, which I mean, is the essence kind of of I mean, a stockbroker isn't necessarily a nice guy. They're trying to make money. It's about I mean, the, I guess that's generalizing, but I mean, you, you kind of know what those guys are about on Wall Street, and then he found especially the eighties. I mean, shit, movies like Wall, Wall Street, Street literally yep. depict that perfectly. Like Gordon Gecko's the fucking he's greed. The, he's the uh, is good. Yeah, well, that's quoted by James Cameron whenever he was at the bottom of the Titanic. Because <laughs> he was counting his money. <laughs> Greed is good. What's that, James? Keep fucking filming. <laughs> I'm a diver now. <laughs> I'm going out there. No, you can't go out there, James. It's like uh, pretty far underneath the... Uh, uh, how far under, under the uh, ocean is the Titanic? Can you get out and swim? I, think, I don't think you can. No, too, fuck too no. Deep. Oh, fuck no, you can't too get out deep. and swim. Yeah. James Cameron died this morning. <laughs> he he was to crushed to death. <laughs> he opens up the fucking hatch. Wildcats. <laughs> what are you doing? My God. <laughs> Completely implodes in himself. <laughs> Well, fuck. <laughs> He's been down there a few times, though, I believe. He's been down to see the Titanic more than any other person. Has he really? He has been down to see the Titanic more than they probably, any other person. They probably expect him, you know, like, oh, there he goes again. <laughs> it's like, here's, got to go see Got to go see the thing that made me a, a multi-millionaire. Well, no, I think, I think it's the amount of times he actually saw it for filming. Like, he went down there to, like, see every fucking square Oh, I inch. thought he didn't go down there until after the movie no. came out. Yes. James like. <laughs> <laughs> no, he went down there. You know what movie he made prior to Titanic, right? Uh, Ghost in the Rough. No. It's a True. sexual rom-com. True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh. which is a great movie, but great movie. totally different. than. And that was what Cameron was known for for the longest time was like action movies, Aliens and Terminator, Terminator 2, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, The Abyss. Oh, God, The Abyss is one of my favorites. It's a great um, movie. But, you know, Titanic came out, and it. now he's what? He's made two movies in the last 25 years, you know? And they've both been the number one movie in the world. How the fuck? So, but he gets back um, and you know, starts yelling at Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's talking on the phone. That's one of the best parts of movies. Whenever You may not have found it as funny as I did. What's that? But it's whenever he comes in the kitchen and he's just like, Jordan, these fucking drugs are fucking good, huh? <laughs> but it's but it's that part. But then whenever he, he starts going, get off the phone, and he right. starts making his way to him. But whenever he says, the FBI, and he says it, and Jonah Hill's character goes like, ah! <laughs> like, like he was scared of the words. Like, no, you don't. I'm on the phone. <laughs> I, I love that he reacts like, at a, like a baby. Like, if you scared a baby? And they were like, <laughs> Uh-uh. I don't like that. That's funny. I know what you did. Yeah, that's... Brad. <laughs> Brad. Oh, God, that scene, though. It's so, so frustrating. 
Jonah Hill. Yeah. But we were just rewatching that, and just the whole, uh, you're just like, give him the fucking bag. He what fucked are up you everything. Doing? It's your money that you want him to take. You want them to fucking funnel it to He's fucking Switzerland. He's doing this for you. What are you doing? I didn't get an apology. So I, call my, I call my wife every 45 <laughs> minutes every day, expected a message from Brad. What do I get? Fucking nothing on the, the ma- answer machine. The mayor of Fucksville has come down <laughs> from Fucksville. <laughs> the mayor of Fucksville has come down from his ivory Fuckville tower to bestow whether or not I should give a fuck. <laughs> so that was my first kind of scene we'll do a few more and then uh, wrap it up but what's uh um easily one of my favorite is whenever he's uh supposed to give the fucking speech for him to leave oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i fuck, I, I love it because he just he's in he's in you know i help what up what i do huh whenever your son needed money for to stay in school yeah so you gave me uh you gave me twenty thousand dollars <laughs> on a down deposit i fucking love you jordan. i fucking love you jordan i fucking love you too the so, way uh, they want me to walk away from something I built, and uh, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm, I'm not leaving. Everyone starts fucking looking up. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love with the whole all the speeches he gives though. But that scene is, I mean, that scene's great because it just kind of his ego has reached such a great yeah. Sister he group. knows he's fucked if he stays. He knows it. And he doesn't care. Doesn't care. He just doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give a shit about his family. Doesn't give a shit about. He really doesn't care about the company. He just cares about himself. Right. And saying fuck you to the FBI. Right. Which I mean, that's that's where I have a hard time understanding why they're saying sympathetic. You know, where yep. they're saying, oh well, they're sympathetic to what he does. It's like no, it it shows you this guy's a walking bag yeah. of shit. But, and 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 a dumb. I mean, he's not obviously not dumb. He's smart arrogant. to be able to get yeah arrogant exactly <laughs> to be able to think well. Fuck it, I'm gonna stay anyway, and I'll—they're not gonna get me, you know. The, the the whole thing of him inviting the FBI guys onto his boat and trying to bribe him. Can you're, you say that again? You're like, what? Just the way you said it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because technically, unless there's a dollar amount, isn't considered a bribe. Oh, come on, Jordan. <laughs> the fucking whole scene's great, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hell of a movie. Apparently, you can go back to one of your favorite scenes, the hooker-asshole-cocaine combo. Oh, yeah. The Can't Vegas scene's actually funny, too, whenever he's explaining that whole fucking... That he, like, they're fucking hookers all the way oh, in the plane Oh, his bachelor Vegas. party? God. Yeah. Uh, Insane. Yeah, I mean, oh, crashing the yacht. I won't... Whenever they're on the yacht together, I won't die sober. <laughs> yeah. Which, apparently, that did Get happen. The they crashed a fucking multi, 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 hundred million... <laughs> Dollar yacht in the fucking seas of outside of Italy. It sinks, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking insane. He just he, they threw money. Yeah, I won't. I won't die sober. So he wants to get fucking high. But then he talks about how that flight, the flight, the plane that he called for, ends up. What happens? A seagull gets caught in the is yeah it a bird, seagull? In the, bird in the engine or something, and it, and it crashes. Yeah. Would you fucking and believe it, that? And it gives him a new lot in life. Like I'm, I'm immortal. Yeah, he's a psychopath. Really well, is. ten, I'd say for me, this movie is a nine point five out of ten. Wow, that's a high. That's high praise. That's high. Pra- I think it's Scorsese's best film. And I, 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 I man, I, I saw Casino first, so <sighs> I didn't see, I didn't see the Wise Guys. You know, you know, but, the book was called Wise Guy, it wasn't called Goodfellas. It was called Wise Guy. Makes sense. 
Yeah, um, Goodfellas is great, but honestly, this movie for me, the kind of the modern take on it, the story is nuts, but yeah. start to finish, you don't fucking lose interest because you're just going, what the hell is happening? The whole movie. I think it's Leo's best role. I think I think it's Jonah Hill's best role. Definitely Jonah Hill's best role. Which is, it's, it's one of Matthew McConaughey's best roles. <laughs> yeah, I wish honestly. he was in it more. I yeah, wish but, he'd come but back. That, but that's what makes it so, it's literally perfect. It, it's almost like he spun him like a top. Like, this is what sure. you need to be like. Yeah, you need to jerk off more. Do cocaine. <laughs> you need to pump those numbers up. You need to, yeah, we didn't fucking save a Matthew McConaughey's. We didn't really go into that, right? <laughs> He's like, how much you jerk off? <laughs> do I do I jerk off? It'll help yeah, with yeah. the help with the keyboards yeah. too. Uh, yeah, I do. I jerk off. How many times a week? Uh, I don't know. Three, three, four. Yeah, those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. Me, I do two times a day. <laughs> once after I work out, and once after lunch. He's like this, which means this little, then this little guy here, he needs some of this. This is called cocaine. Which means he's <laughs> after about that, to after <laughs> that lunch, he's about to go jerk off <laughs> after fucking doing. Which would have been great if they'd had a scene where he's like, right, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom." <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "Give right, him a all wink." Right, all, all right, right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be right back. He, oh yeah, not to mention, I mean, he has one of the best lines of movies. Whenever the final numbers for Black Monday come in, they're looking up and he goes, "Holy fucking shit." <laughs> Yeah, he's great. I mean, that, that for for me, that's nine point five out of ten. That's high. Like I know that's high praise, but it's yeah. one of my favorite movies. It's and you, I you gotcha. can't. It's one you maybe you watch once a year, even if I'll give it an I'll give it an eight point five out of ten because I don't think it's Scorsese's best movie. It's a great movie. Well, don't just say that. I can't help it. It's if not, it's Scorsese's best movie, that means it'd be like a ten out of ten. Uh, He's one of the greatest directors. Yeah. It means Goodfellas would be like a ten out of ten for you. I it is. That's a perfect. 10. Okay, so Goodfellas means, is perfect ten. Means, so that means if we ever do Goodfellas, that, they already know. That what? means the Wolf Wall Street's a nine, not an eight point five. I'd call it an eight point five. So you I, think I, Casino's I, better than? It? No, Casino's not. Because you said Goodfellas and Casino are pretty much the same thing. No, Casino's not as good as Goodfellas. I think it's the same movie, just in fucking oh, Las Vegas. Oh God damn it! We're gonna get into this and. We'll have to get into You also this. like Ray Liotta more than I do. I love Ray Liotta. What's it, wrong with Ray Liotta? You don't like him? He's not that fucking good of an actor. Oh, my God. Don't speak ill of the dead. What's the matter with you? He's fucking dead. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have... He's a great actor. He's great in Goodfellas. He's fucking dead, so he's not a great actor. Um, he was a I would great even actor. Call, I would call The Departed a better movie than yeah, I mean, Wall Street. I, I would call... I'd say, I'd say and, Departed. You've got to remember, you have never seen Raging Bull. Have you seen okay, Taxi so here's Driver? What, here's, here's what I'll do. Because I know Departed is a better movie... I, I will I will bring I will bring Wolf of Wall Street down to a nine. Okay, because I think nine's a still a fair assessment of that movie. So what's Departed for you? Departed might be fucking ten. Yeah, it's a great movie. Departed might be ten out of ten. I, I think it, you know if you're gonna I think that's his best modern movie, his his newer movies. But dude, Raging Bull, Taxi Driver. What's impressive? I mean, what impressed me is they're so like Wolf of Wall Street is such a different movie from what he normally does. It has a, to, it has a lot of the same elements. He tries to switch stuff up. You can always tell it's a Scorsese movie, but he always tries to switch. I mean, look at The Irishman, right? Everyone was like, "Oh, it's going to be like another Goodfellas," and it was nothing like Goodfellas, man. Also, a long movie that could have done Fucking with hell, a trim. That movie could have been trimmed, yeah, so much. But it was great, dude. The, you know what was funny? I went into that movie thinking this is going to be a powerhouse for Robert De Niro and. Al Pacino was the fucking star of that movie, dude. That's such a great was, performance by him. Phenomenal. That might be one of his best performances, yeah, not his best. So. I don't know about his best, but definitely up there on his, some of his best. What do you fucking think is his best? Oh, my God. Dude, we need to get into it. 
What do you uh, fucking I don't know. Dog Day Serpico? Afternoon, Serpico, uh, Godfather, The Godfather Part Two. I, don't know, I thought he was better in The Irishman than Godfather. I thought he was really good in Godfather. I, I thought he was phenomenal. Scent of a Woman? Smell of a Man? Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen Scent of a Woman on weed? <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta, I, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Departed best movie from Scorsese. Well, yeah. we're not talking about Departed. I know, I'm just saying. All right, so you're in nine then. Nine. And I'm in 8.5, so we're pretty close. Yeah. It's a great movie. I mean, there's it's no, so, there's no. It's Leo's best role, dude. It's Leo's best role. Again, we're we're. I don't split. know how you. I, I don't know. How, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Once dude, upon a time in Hollywood is great. It's so he's so good in that, and I love him in The Revenant too. He's great in this movie. I'm not going to deny he's not great in this I don't, movie. Name an, how name an actor that could have done this role better. Oh, nobody could have done this role exactly. That's not what you're saying though. Who you're saying have, it's his best. Who could have done Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Nobody. Couple. Who? I think McConaughey could have done that role. Hmm. I think McConaughey could have done that role. Mm. I'm just I, it's Leo. Maybe. It's Leo. So you're like, I think Brad Pitt could have done that role. No, Brad Pitt yeah. was perfect for the role that he had in that. He movie. was perfect, but I'm saying I think he could have done that role. Maybe. Would he have been considered for an Academy Award? I don't know. McConaughey? Yeah, I think he would have. Maybe. Dude, one of fucking one of uh one of uh Jesus Christ, Boogie Nights. Mark Wahlberg. One of Mark Wahlberg's best roles is Lily in Departed, and it yes. was how fucking short. Yeah, it was a supporting role for sure. I don't know. Leo Leo's such a good actor, it's hard to say what his yeah. fucking best performance is. Everyone's, is everyone says Revenant, but... Well, that's the one, because that's what won him the Oscar, you know? But yeah, he but should have already won the he Oscar. Should've... He should have won the Oscar for The Departed. He should have won the Oscar for this movie. He should have won the Oscar for... He should have won over Matt McConaughey from Dallas Buyers Club. He should have won. Mm. He should have beat Matthew McConaughey for this role. Dallas Buyers Club is it is so great, good. but it's because it's about AIDS and that's having not AIDS. why he won. That's pretty much how he won. He did. He no. he performed so well. Leo's performance, and this is better than him in Dallas Buyers Club. Maybe it's more showy for sure. What Leo's role is more showy than the I don't know Dallas Buyers. Club. Didn't didn't Jared Leto win an Oscar? Also, that was supporting actor. Yeah, but, but yes, he yeah. also. But so they cleaned house Dallas. with Dallas Buyers. Club. No, just those two. I think that's the only that's two. Kind of cleaning house, don't you think? No, it isn't. That's kind of two Oscars. House. No, for the most important. That's all people give a shit about is the fucking actors. Yeah, best picture though. Best picture is important. What won best picture that year? Argo. We're, Oh yeah, Argo. That's Great. a that's it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's not fucking better than. It's not Wolf better Wall than Street. Wolf of Wall Street. No, it's because Wolf of Wall Street is fucking too. It's kind of ed- an too, edgy movie. It'd be, you think? <laughs> Beyond edgy, it's that's yeah. Well, I think that's about it. I don't. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Wolf no, does it uh, does it justice. This has been another edition of uh, the fuck is the name of our podcast. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I say leave it in. I'm Steve. I'm Tage. And until next time. Fuck off.